Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Curse of Nineveh. It was written by Mike Mason, Mark Latham, Scott Dorward, and Paul Fricker, and it's available from the Chaosium website. I'm the GM, and this is episode 35. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. All right. So the last thing you guys were talking about was possibly an assault on Delgado's compound. Um, uh, a bunch of people were killed uh, at a church and or driven crazy and or sent to the hospital. What do you want to do? You've got a couple of days before the Royal Garden Party. Oh, don't ever speak up at once <laughs> so do we think we should try and intervene before the party uh given that we'll be surrounded by masses of people and we don't exactly know what delgado's plans are it might be uh the only opportunity we'll have to intervene beforehand um i'm curious to see this cache of weapons that felix stashed away before his untimely demise you know, it could also be beneficial if we did a creepy crawl on Delgado's place, set a fire or two to distract them with the hopes of, you know, bringing chaos into their plans. Give them something to deal with other than this garden party. I can see that it might be favorable to us to uh, give Mr. Delgado some more things to think about than his planned conquest. Um, I've never engaged in arson myself. And again, I've never armed myself to storm someone's um, well, stately home before. That's I'd... my point. A little arson saves a whole lot of risk of getting shot. If we invade his domain, you know, we stand the risk of getting shot by him or his, you know, associates. Whereas if we set a fire, we can be in and out and not in the line of fire. Uh, your friends, Mr. Albright, uh, said that they'd recognized a number of underworld figures at uh, Delgado's party. Do we suppose that he has a number of armed thugs uh, in his employ as bodyguards or the like? Or are we dealing with normal domestic staff? Isn't that prerequisite for the bad guy? I mean, in general? This is my first bad guy, Mr. Albright. I don't feel comfortable with this whole head-on approach. Uh, we've seen what's happened with our fellows when they've taken on a head-on approach and never turned out well i mean how would how would it work this time for us i mean we're i think we're out of our element here for sure um have you a recommendation then mm -hmm. mr munden is there some way we could involve the authorities uh, let them know that um, an ancient babylonian god is occupying the body of a underworld criminal well, we can't put it that way, but we can always find something to, how we say, um, 
well, what's what's the way you to put it there? Uh, a a plausible cause. I, I think everybody has a valid point. We should check Matthew's weapons cache. I think we should do some surveillance on uh, Delgado's home. But if we did tip off to the yard about a, su a supposed guest going to the garden party that might have nefarious thoughts against the king might get him some surveillance. And if he is doing something nefarious, he might just get caught doing it, not knowing the yard is watching. I think a little bit of each plan here might be put together to put the puzzle together. Well, is there some way we could uh, maybe pin Delgado as an anarchist of some kind? That you know, that a, a how about way? how about this? A little bit of my plan and a little bit of your plan, Mister Munden. Hmm. Yeah, we obtain dynamite with a very long fuse. Dynamite. Listen. We throw it at Munden's house and take off. A, the explosion definitely throws him into chaos. Two, dynamite going off in the city is definitely going to attract the cops to the one place that he does not want them attracted to, his house. I think you meant Delgado's house. Delgado's house, yeah. Not Munden's house. Yeah, Too sorry. Like yes, I don't want my house to, to explode. Thank you very much. I just paid it off. <laughs> How is he fit to obtain uh, said long fused dynamite? Yeah, we need to throw that thing. All we need is a construction company. Hmm. I, I have, no, have one. no idea of where to find a construction company with dynamite or a mining company or, or anything else that uses dynamite, I would, I would assume. During this time period, dynamite would be fairly easy to actually get. Yeah. Not necessarily in London. No, not in not in not in London. Outside of London, maybe, especially in the mining regions like in Wales and stuff, it might be a lot easier. But if they're actively building underground trains, yeah. and one knows somebody in the underground train sphere, there you go. Seems the lady. most likely thing. Hmm. Quite. Hmm. Okay, then we do it without dynamite. We set fire to the house, stand outside of the house, and fire guns into the house. Don't have to hit anybody. The cops are going to want to know what all is going on, so they're going to show up and start questioning why this guy's house was open fired on. But if he does have known uh, members of the uh, illicit... London scene that might um, cause the authorities to pay more attention. At the same time, you know, it might be that he could just wave his hand in there and say a few words in Sumerian and drive the police insane or dead. Hmm. I mean, the wreckage of the church was pretty horrific. At least we would know. We'd know one way or the other what we're going to have to do. Yes, but if they, he actually did that, that would attract even more attention and Perhaps even uh, governmental forces in that in that case. Let's have this conversation on our way to uh, Felix's, so we can at least see what he left us. Mm. All right. I have a suggestion. Taking in all these ideas, 
we do happen to be able to come across some dynamite, we could set it off over at Delgado's in one way, shape, or form. And at the same time, throw in a, a, a uh, tip to the, uh, to the yard that, uh, that uh, Elwicious Delgado is an actually, actually an anarchist. And anarchists use dynamite and, and explosives to, for their ne'er-do-well activities. Uh, having that go off accidentally and then they go in with the pretense that uh, Delgado is actually an anarchist. And then from there, they could uh, discern the situation. Fuller, do an idea roll. Ah, uh, no, a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, here's the thing is, we could also call the police and give a, uh, uh, an anonymous tip that um, that Delgado is planning something at the garden party. Hmm. And that would definitely get the cops there. I'm not saying it would work in the grand scheme of things, but it would get the cops in there to start investigating who knows what they might run across when they're there. I still say the dynamite is the best bet. Felix might have some in his cache of weapons. I mean, he seems to have everything else. Hmm. Well, let's have a look. Yep. So let's go see, check out Felix's supply. All right. It doesn't take you long to get there. Uh, you have keys to the place. Um, place feels just a little musty because there's no longer any staff. Um, you find his cache of weapons and basically he has guns and rifles and um, he has a couple of World War I uh, hand grenades and um, hmm. I'm going to do a luck roll to see if he has dynamite. Honestly, a hand grenade will work. He doesn't have any dynamite. Hand grenade will work just fine. There we go. <coughs> Excuse me. The cops are going to go on the, on the wooden rod and you throw them. That's it's, a German hand grenade. That's the German kind. Yes. I don't know what the. Well, I don't know what on was. this one, I, I do believe. Well, depends. Okay. The hand, the hand grenades that the Allied troops used look like the standard grenade that. That you picture in your mind. Pomegranate. Yeah. But uh, the Germans had what was called a potato masher, where the explosive was at the end of a stick. But being that does not doesn't matter. If you throw that, it's gonna explode. Dynamite's gonna explode. That's what we're looking for, is the explosion to attract the police, not necessarily even for how much damage it's gonna do. Now, uh, so we have the ability to cause an explosion at his home. Um, are any of you gentlemen emotionally prepared to fire upon the fellow? Should he rush out onto the street? Are we yeah. sufficiently compelled? Yeah, I think that we pretty much are sure that he is our target. So 
we I would say yes. Need to be careful. We can't compromise ourselves until the task is done. I mean, the, he is after our king. We need to stop him. But if we're all captured, tossing a grenade into a house that he might not even be there and get picked up. True. We can lose the king. We just need to think this through very methodically. Well, then one person should go throw the grenade and that way the others aren't connected to it. At least two of us need to be in a completely separate location like the club when it happens mm -hmm. for plausible deniability at the very least. And Keep in mind, however, that there's more at risk actually than even the king. And Audrey cannot be one of the people because she's got the invitation to the party, so she has to remain Correct. blameless. I think that this is our best bet is to do this. And like I said, we're not looking to damage the house or burn it down necessarily. We're just interested in the cops showing up, wondering why there was an explosion. So if we co coordinate it properly with a phone call to the yard, merely 20 minutes, half hour before the attack on the estate would hopefully be enough evidence for them to go in and at least look at the place. But at the same time, if he is connected, like, like Audrey said, he will have his criminal underground surrounding him. Yes. And that's not a good thing that we wouldn't, we probably wouldn't even be able to get close. I would probably have to be in the dead of night with a car drive past and one person in the car, the other person run up to the fence, throw it in, get back in the car and take off like a bat out of hell. My, my, my worry is if we do this at the wrong time, that would give them a chance to escape and we'd be back at the, at, at the beginning of it all. And that he would be able to sneak, sneak out and then show up at the garden party. But then there would be a recorded incident at his home and a recorded incident of him being an anarchist. Hopefully. Possibly. But remember, he might just be able to pay off. He might even have people in the yard working for him. That's well, true. He, he very well might, but come on. If there's an explosion at his house, can, does he own all of the police? If he does, we're screwed to begin with. I'm not saying we don't do it. I'm just saying that it's very risky. Something has to be done regardless. This seems to be the best plan that we have at the moment. The other option is, is to walk up to his door, knock on the door, and shoot whoever answers the door. It still won't get us anywhere. We get us anywhere. Elgato or nothing, basically. Or this other person that was seen with him. Well, if you, if you threw a Molotov cocktail at the house, the odds are, in my thinking, is it would go off without alerting the people inside the house. I mean, they're not going to hear the bottle breaking and flames don't make noise. 
So once you get the house going, then you chuck a grenade to attract the police. We're long gone by this point. Um, the police come. You've got fire trucks, police officers, all this kind of stuff. It's going to throw the scene into chaos. Yes, but we don't even know if Delgado's uh, present. I mean, he could be driving in the country right now. Could have no effect that, on him. That's true. Having read can, all of Felix's notes, also, you, you know, I understand that Delgado was extremely scrupulous about avoiding ties to the underworld. So I don't think we're going to have any luck. Um, He's been keeping his nose clean. Yes. Uh, I, I fear that um, trying to convince the authorities that he is a problem in advance of the event will avail us not. I'm trying to think about what we understand of the return of Nabu from the prophecy. <clears throat> I don't know whether you know, it said uh, something about him, you know, moving from host to host and increasing status. I don't even know if he'll be in Delgado by the time of the gala. Mm -hmm. He may already have found a, a higher host or something. We could, you know, if we, if we managed to trap Delgado, we might not trap Nabu and prevent this ascension, which is what's most vital. Even at the beginning, he dines on a thousand souls. I didn't even take that into consideration. It might be better if he stays in Delgado then, so at least we know who to look for. This Lycaster was... Refresh my memory. Is there is there a god that, that uh, or, or demon of, 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 of of the uh, of the uh, Nineveh pantheon, pantheon, yes, the pantheon that uh, that uh, that diametrically opposes uh, Naboo. Uh, we know Pazuzu fights with Lamashtu. I don't think we know. I mean, Naboo is a scribe god in some contexts. In the context of that prophecy, he seems to be the primary deity. Uh, you know, a whole new age in his he holds, name. He holds the scrolls that say what everything is going to happen. He knows the future and the past. And, and who is uh, Yehutras? That name seems to be linked with uh, Nabu uh, only by references that you found along the way. Okay. You don't find any literature but the thing that was on, the symbol that was on the bottom of the golden statue when uh, uh, Swinesucker saw it, he said, Yulhuthris. Okay. So he could read it. He just didn't know what it meant. And he made a sign like it's, you know, right. bad luck. Now, I just thought of something too when I believe it was Audrey said, if even if we do manage to get 
Delgado locked up or interrogated, if we don't know how he jumps, he could jump right out of himself into the, the police and be like, well, that man's free, let him go. Like, uh, there has to be some form of ritual that allows him to jump. And I say that because if he can freely move about without said ritual, then we have zero chance of stopping him. If all he has to do is just decide he's going to move to another body, he can do that at will, and there's nothing we could do to stop it. Well, Albright, what happened in the church? Would you say that was a ritual? Yes, it was yeah. set up. So maybe he's already done the ritual. Patrick, mm. do an idea roll. <clears throat> Fifty-one out of ninety. Oh, good idea. It suddenly a, a few things began to click in your mind. Apparently, the children of Tranquility had him locked up for thousands of years. There must be some way to lock him up. So I reiterate that to the group, my thoughts on that. Mm. Yeah, but we got all the children of Tranquility arrested. Did we? Maybe, maybe not. But if they Surely did, not all, but they were always they were always very difficult to get in touch with, were they not? Yes, they were well yes. from from the notes they were. Yeah. You know, I just thought of something the he he might have uh, he might have been released when they went to the the tomb that's being rebuilt in the museum maybe the recreation of that temple is actually his prison maybe if they did it if the Children had him imprisoned. There's a way to do it. Now, if when Campbell released him by opening the the temple, released him, maybe the reconstruction of the temple might not be that bad of an idea. We might have been fighting against the wrong thing the whole time. Um, actually, now that I, as I think about it, Audrey and Patrick, you would have kind of like, I guess, inside information on the temple construction and what, what's going on there. Mm -hmm. So from your understanding, there would have been a sarcophagus or an altar in the center of the temple. Um, and the objects, uh, the, the cat's eye and the the horn, and all of these things were positioned around it. And from what you've kind of guessed along the way is that those are not necessarily in worship of Nabu, but rather to keep anyone from disturbing the sarcophagus. The seal of which has now been broken in the church. So you can sort of guess that Nabu must have been imprisoned in that sarcophagus. 
Right, and the horn and whatnot were arrayed against him, in a sense. And Either... to keep people away. If being in the vicinity of the horn gives you nightmares, and disturbing the other thing lets out that creature that impels you to trees, it would those might have been the wards keeping people from opening their sarcophagus. So well, if we put Delgado in that sarcophagus, we might be able to contain it. Yeah, that that's not going to be easy to do. <laughs> At least we have a better game plan than blowing them up. Maybe I he doesn't like. have. Maybe he doesn't have to be in the sarcophagus. If we just had the items and we could surround him with the items like i said i don't think the items were to keep him in the sarcophagus it was to keep other people from getting to the sarcophagi that's what the, the children of the tranquility's whole purpose was right was to protect of course after a few thousand years they got kind of lax in there they didn't even realize that campbell had found the tomb and after a few thousand years, the the power of the story might lose its strength too. Oh yeah, somebody's trapped in there. We gotta blah blah blah. Well, maybe we should try to see if we can contact the Children of Tranquility and see if there's any left. And well, we have the we seal, and we have technically have the sarcophagus. We don't have the seal. Well, we have a copy of it, which. If it's right. correct, it's correct. It's a clay seal is a clay seal. It's the words printed on it. No. It's the magic imbibed, invested six, into the six, item. Six of one, half dozen of the other. We, it's our best shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I agree with you, Fuller, but what else do we, uh, what else do we have? So, Patrick, do you suggest that we send... Uh, Aloysius Delgado, an engraved invitation to the museum to see the temple. Keep in mind the temple is mentioned in the prophecy as well. He rises to, uh, you know, he, he uh, seeks out hosts that are higher and he consumes a thousand souls and he has an ascension at the temple, according to the prophecy. I don't know, of course, how literally to take these things. I have an idea of how we can talk to the children of tranquility. How's that? They're in jail. We've got ends in the police station. If we went to them and said, hey, look, Naboo is back on the planet. How do we stop him? Surely they would tell us. Chance. Uh, everything that I saw suggested they were rather... Uh, uncommunicative, but that's they might have the only information. Well, they're uh, in prison and they can't stop him, so it's up to us. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. Let's call the Bobbies. Um, whom do we trust most on the force? I don't know. We've talked to a number of police officers. I mean, they know us pretty well by now. Yeah, I don't remember any names. I, I can think of policemen's names, but I can't remember which game they were actually in. There were a couple of investigators, at least. Balling? Was Balling one of them? Or no. Not here. 
Wait, I can go back to the look. Brinslow. Brinslow and Partridge. Brinslow and Partridge. Yeah. That sounds like a legal firm. <laughs> um, all right. Should someone... I'm only good at intimidating, after all, not charming. Well, what exactly are you going to do? Uh, you can easily get in, in touch with Scotland Yard. Uh, or the just, local police. Just ask if we could visit the Children of Tranquility. We would like to ask them some questions of a historical nature. We would ask for the individuals who tried to break into the museum. We wouldn't mention the true name. Those exploits we discovered. All right. Um, who's going to make the call? Uh, I mean, I'm willing to. I mean, let's say whoever has the best luck. I'm at 50. I'm at 50. 50. I think I could use my position at the museum to maybe get a little extra pull. That's probably yeah. the best. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a fairly <laughs> logical thing. I'll let Especially you do a, a luck, museum matter. You, a luck roll with a bonus dice. Excellent. I mean, all we're doing is asking to visit. Surely they get visitors. 58 on my first roll, 18 on my second. All right. So you passed. Um, uh, it's highly unusual. Um, these people are considered terrorists. Uh, but for the sake of, I guess, your academia and uh, your involvement with the British Museum, I guess you should be able to be allowed to chat with some of them. So uh, that can be arranged for tomorrow morning. Perfect. That would be myself and a couple of colleagues from the museum. Does Felix have, I assume we're lounging around with Felix, Felix's scotch. Yeah. In his in his rec room of weapons, um, does he have a firing range? Um, we never decided like that, to... but maybe down in yes, down in the basement. Remember, you beat up yeah. uh, um, the guy who liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was disturbing to read about. He's still down there, by the way. He's like, <laughs> oh, torch me some more. Come on then. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, uh, you know, I, I'm going to trade in my 22 for something a little more substantial and, and practice firing a little bit in case it becomes necessary. Uh, I'd say here. that what you can all do that, uh, just be reasonable. There's not an elephant gun. Yeah, I'm thinking or, about or a 38. Punt, one of those gigantic. All right, 16 foot. Take that to the garden party. <laughs> The largest firearm I can fit in my handsomest purse, I think, is what I'm looking for. Um, a Mauser. So, uh, are we uh, in agreement, gentlemen, that rather than visiting Delgado with a grenade, we'll uh, speak to the children of Tranquility tomorrow and see what can be done about the prophecy? Yes. Can we do both? Maybe well, eventually. Yeah, 
plenty of time. Well, first well you don't have plenty of time. You got a couple of days. All right. So, um, uh, we'll say that unless there's something you want to do, the day will come and go, and we'll jump to tomorrow morning. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, the next day comes, and you know your appointment is to go there at nine thirty a.m. Um, uh, it's been arranged that you will be shown the prisoners, and you can see if they want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, a room they'll allow you to speak to one of them or interview. A room that's, you know, got a bar, uh, bars in the middle, so you'll be on one side, they'll be on the other. Well, the children of Tranquility should know who I am. I'm part of the original party, so they've had dealings with us before, so they know who I am. So you're going? Yeah. Okay. I think we should, all, we should all go. All right. There's a lot of them, so they don't all know you personally. Might know your name, maybe. I don't know. Well, no, I'm like. just, I don't mean like on a personal basis, but they know that I'm involved with the child, uh, with, I had been involved with the children's tranquility and these certain artifacts. They probably know the floor plan of your apartment for that matter. All right. Before, before we, before we interview, um, does anybody remember, recall, I'm just remembering the notes that we read, the uh, one gentleman of the Children of Tranquility that, uh, um, that uh, everyone had a meeting with before, who, who initiated the contact before the whole crow juicing incident. Uh, uh, is there a As name involved? I believe it was Asur Rahman. Yes, maybe if we can, we can ask if he is amongst the, uh, them in there, he should at least be one that we might be able to work with. Or even dropping, even dropping his name, the others will surely know him. Okay. I'm just saying, it's, if, if, if he is amongst the, the, those that are, that are in prison, we should be able to uh, perhaps uh, connect with him, and it might be easier to... to uh, yeah, absolutely. Great idea. All right. Uh, so there, it seems to me there were two names that you had. I just can't find the other guy. Come on, fine. Well, we get that. All right. So you get to the prison. You go through the procedures. You're not allowed oh, to Dean. Sorry. Azar, oh, that's right. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the older one. No, he was the younger one. I oh, he's the other younger one. Okay. So we have a snappy dresser. Yes. Ramon was, was possibly one of their leaders. Yeah. Um, well, let's ask for both of them there. Yeah. All right. So you get there, and. Uh, the police, you can't go by name because the police don't know their names. They refuse to talk. Um, they're all dressed in black and white striped uh, prison outfits. Um, 
you're at the local, you're not at the jail, you're at the local prison. They're, they've been imprisoned, um, which I don't know what's there in London, but whatever. Um, uh, so imagine, if you will, that you're in a long corridor. There are jail cells on either side. Uh, they're very sparse. And the prisoners have been cleared out of the middle of the section so that you guys are safe and, and uh, not going to be bothered. Um, they have them uh, four to a cell. There's two bunk beds in each cell. Uh, the living conditions are pretty tight. No, and they're, I, they're all just sitting there. I don't believe the guards would have any objection to me bringing in a bunch of packs of cigarettes. They're they, Muslim. They wouldn't smoke. No, they wouldn't. Well, they're smoke, not Muslim, actually. I think that Muslims smoke. Yeah, yeah no, no alcohol. But well, the, well, they the smoke cigarettes. like... However, uh, I'm not sure that they would let you bring in... Uh, maybe. We'll you'll do I, a luck roll. That well, time I, of that year, they probably would have. Yeah, well, they might be afraid that you're trying to break them out, so they'd have to go through every pack of cigarettes and make yes. sure you're not. Uh, just 20, twenty-nine out of fifty. All just, right, we'll we'll say that they let you have them. Just go up to the cells, you know, and just say Asha Rahman, Nasha Rahman. See if somebody stands up and answers to it. All right. Um, is that what you're going to do, or is that what yeah. you're going to do? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. All right, do a psychology roll. Oh, please. Not a freaking chance, no. All right. Uh, nobody is saying anything. Um, shit, I don't speak uh, Arabic. Um, I'm pretty I, sure they speak English. I'm basically, I'm going to listen. I know... I'm and I'm kind of loud, you know. So the couple of the cells could hear. We're here to help stop what you came here to stop. And and I say the two names out loud, and I say we're we're the only ones out here who know and believe what's going on. If you want to fulfill your your mission, somebody needs to speak to us. Patrick, do an idea roll. 40 out of 90. You're, you're in a prison with a bunch of people who are here for terrorism, and you're saying out loud, rather loudly, that you want to help complete their mission. Well, the guards right with us? The guards yeah. are always with you, oh. yeah. They're, they're I thought they like. Know. Yeah, they're still within earshot. Oh, I thought they let us go in and they were at the end of the thing. All right. You said rather loudly. I mean, so the, the, the couple jail cells could hear. I'm going to try. I've got my notes out. I'm going to let that retract because I think that would be disastrous. I, I was picturing it a completely different way. Yeah. I understand that when the time is right and all things are in place, shall the way be opened for Naboo to return and walk among us, God on earth, made flesh, and he shall be king of kings. Does that get any attention? Oh, you say that out loud. Yeah. Um, do a cycle. That also something I'm versed in. 
Uh, yeah, not even with luck could I do that. Um, the most you get is that you notice some of them start whispering to one another. Um, uh, is it a, a, a surly, angry kind of whisper or a curious, fluttery sort of whisper? Confused, yeah, sort of whisper. Um, there, there are some amongst them that are obviously, you know, just keep your composure. And the other ones are like, the younger ones are the ones who are like, should we say something? You know, you, you don't understand what they're saying, but that's the feeling sure. that you get. Um, we're here because the seal has been broken. Um, I think we have only a, a matter of days to prevent the ascension. And we don't know how that is to be done. So we've come to you. I start putting packs of cigarettes by all the cells, like. Audrey, and I say this, now this I do say out loud, Audrey, maybe if they decide for one of them to speak, we would be able to get them in a private room with just us to, to discuss something. They would need to tell the guards. We could wait around for about an hour, maybe half hour. Well, the guards will let you speak to some of them. But I say that to Audrey so they can all hear. Oh. So what we, when we walk away, if they nobody wants to step forward now, when we walk away, they can pick a delegate, so to speak. And they're being held on charges of terrorism, not of attempted theft. That's correct. Correct. So they're, you know, they're they're. Um. So. Uh, a few of them come forward to get the cigarettes. Um. Uh, one of them looks up, uh, let's say it looks up to Patrick and, uh, and gets a little bit of a smile on his face. And, uh, he says, uh, I may be able to help you. Well, pick, pick one of us, pick one of you guys to come speak with us in private. We're, we're the only chance we have to stop this. And I, you know, in a hush, well, He's telling you he might be able to help you. Audrey. Mm -hmm. what, what do we do? Um, maybe we could have more than one conversation, Patrick. If you stand near the guards and have a loud conversation, maybe I can get something out of this fellow. Right. A little sotto voce. So I'll step back over to the guards. And like, yeah, I can't believe these are the bastards that tried to rob, blah, blah. And I'm packing a okay. pack of cigarettes. All right. You already have permission to, to pick any of them you want to talk to and take oh, them to right. a private room. Oh, okay. So I don't know what the whole lab Oh, I didn't, yeah, <laughs> if you didn't follow that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we'll indicate to the jailer, like this fellow. All right. Is, is going to assist us with our inquiries. So uh, you can see that a few of his fellows are whispering back and forth. 
um, some of them look uh, angry, maybe. Others uh, look hopeful, whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, he comes with you, and he has an exaggeratedly pleasant, but I, he's obviously dirty, and he's, you know, been mistreated and whatever. Uh, but they take you to a room, and uh, you, you're, you're, you're separated by bars. He can't get to you, but um, there is a guard at the door, and all the rest of you are in there. Uh, you can, you're, you're seating. You're probably not all seated, but we'll say you're all seated, whatever. Um, so as I said, uh, I'm sure you don't have news in here, but the, the seal was broken at a Anglican church here in town. Um, there was a massacre. Um, the survivors were mostly taken to the madhouse. I'm, I'm not sure you understand. We do not. What you're saying. Uh, there is no seal that has been broken. You are in the middle of something that uh, is far more dangerous than you could ever imagine. Um, uh, but I'm not sure how much you would believe me, what I would tell you. Well, I can tell you that I have gained the ability to converse with felines. don't know anything about that. Very strange. It is very strange. There is an evil that is trying to break its way into our world. It, uh, it is uh, the fault of your uh, archaeologists who have disturbed our sacred places. Uh, they have released this thing that we have been guarding for thousands of years and now it is loose in your London and it will soon consume everything. Is there a way to stop it from doing so? You have to prevent it from ascending. You have to prevent it from doing what it does but it sounds to me like it has already begun. In ancient times, there was a worship of the God of Wisdom, Nabu. And this was not a bad thing. This was our the Samaritan God of Wisdom and Knowledge, the future, the past, But there was something else. Uh, there was a priest who had become corrupted in his thinking. He worshipped not Nabu, but a darker, more horrific god. Uh, uh, one uh, that uh, is called by our people don't know how you would translate it. Uh, the uh, it's an old god, uh, one of the ancient uh, forbidden things of time and space. And this priest came up, uh, was was in contact with this entity, 
and it told him how it might be brought into the world. And it wanted a body. It needed a body. It needed a bridge between itself and, and, and this world. And so are the, you, the high are priest... You, are you talking about Yogg-Sagoth? You know this name. Yes, we've heard it. Yes, this, this is... Yogg-Sagoth is not so much an intelligent entity as it is a kind of force, but this entity, this Yohuthris, this thing pretending to be Naboo, is in league with it or is part of it. And it, what, what the priests, what, what our priests, our great high priest, he realized the plot of what they were attempting. He realized what they were doing. And he founded us, the children of tranquility, that we will thwart what he was up to. Mm. And so the time came when everything was right that this evil high priest began to perform his ritual within the temple of Naboo. And before he could finish the last words, wherein he would become possessed by this deity, our people struck. We killed him down. We, uh, we, we struck him and his followers dead. And then our priest, as a supreme sacrifice, completed the ritual and became possessed of this deity, whereupon the children of tranquility took him and tied him up and mummified him and placed him in the tomb and sealed it closed and buried the temple in the desert with guards and wards to keep people from ever disturbing it. And so that is where he remained until your archaeologist came and dug it up and transferred all of these things to your to London. Now Yelhuthris is loose and he is moving once again from body to body. He will try to get the most powerful person. And if he sacrifices a thousand souls in the temple, that which you call Yog sothoth will come. Yog sothoth the destroyer of worlds, the eater of souls. Is it specifically a Sumerian temple, that, or it could be any temple? Don't know. We assume the temple that you are rebuilding in the British Museum. But it is but possible be, to subdue, or it was you, you could only subdue your priest because he was willing. No, because he was human. So if we get the vessel that hosts this Yehuthris, and bind it. It's 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 subject to, um, you know, human force. Yes, but if you kill it, it will simply move to another place. The seal is the conduit through which it passes. There is no broken seal. The seal is used to pass from one body to another. What if we broke the seal? 
they would simply make another one. It's already been done, in fact. If I, if I understand what you're saying, sir, correctly, the thousand souls, that's, that's like in, in, in faith, like in, in, a, in a faith sort of situation? Yog Sothoth is the eater of souls. He consumes the mind, the heart. He absorbs the knowledge. Everything that the person was is gone. Perhaps you've encountered some of his victims along the way. Mm. I think we know where he may be. Then you should go there and try and stop him. And how does one stop a powerful magician who is containing this entity, Uhuthris? What we do not know is this. If they were to have opened the tomb and released the soul, the spirit of Uhuthris upon the world, there would need to be a high priest to call him out of the ether and place him inside of a vessel. We found that high priest. If you kill the body and Yolhuthris is once again released and you kill the high priest, then there will be no one to pull him out Carry of the, ether, the at least not, not immediately. The threat can only be delayed, but we managed to delay it for 3,000 years. And now I'm afraid there's not enough of us left to do anything about it. It's in your hands. Uh, so the entirety of your group that was in this country has been rounded up? Pretty much. We were all in our underground headquarters when we were attacked by the police. Sorry about that. Um... And there's Remember, no other... he doesn't know that you guys did that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that. there's no other there's no other prophecy or lore that you can advise us regarding. That was three thousand years ago. You were caught trying to break into the museum. What were you going to do? Take whatever we could that was involved in the temple stop your people from doing it. Is the temple safer, intact, or dispersed? Or does it not even matter once the Yuhuthris uh, is walking the earth? We were desperate. We don't know what exactly to do. But that's what we were attempting at the time. We also wanted to know if there were any other artifacts that you had within from the temple. Well, we have the horn of Alu. You have the horn of Alu. Yes. We gave you the statue. Yes, those have all been confiscated from us. We don't know where they are. They're back at the museum. Is the horn of Alu safer in the temple or away from the temple, if you know? I don't know the answer to that. It's not safe to be around for any length of time. Can there is any, a guardian within it that will destroy anyone who is near. Can any of the artifacts be used to stop 
either the priest or the incarnate or whatever. Would this guardian be able to to deal with you, Huthras? No. Hmm. Alu is just a kind of a demon. Yulhuthras is a god. Hmm. But he's not fully Yulhuthras yet. Is that correct? Well, he is fully Yulhuthras. And he's in a host body, but he needs to sacrifice a thousand souls and perform the pro proper rituals in the temple in order to open the gate to allow Yogg-Sothoth through. Uh, we're pretty sure we know where he's going to get the thousand souls from. Yep, he just read my mind. Oh. I got a bad feeling about this. We have to stop him before the party. We have to. All right, time's up. <laughs> oh, that was more than beneficial. I push all the cigarettes across the table to them. Take, take this. Yeah. I, kinda, I whispered to the gen uh, gentleman, ma'am, something just came to my mind. Uh, let, let us stock in the car. Put the chat in my uh, So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, is our interlocutor willing to share his name? What? Uh, well, the, is uh, the prisoner Al-Chabiri. Al Al-Chabiri. Uh, thank you for your um, trust in us and the wisdom that you have imparted. Um, all will be known in a couple of days if you're if we're all still here. Then, it's, uh, it's actually, it's actually Gassan Alchabiri. So, Gassan Alchabiri. So that was his last name. So, Tom, let me ask you a question. I know we haven't been there yet, but we do know where Delgado's house is. Yes. How how would you describe the area around the house? Is it in the inner city, or is it out in the country? Well, Audrey's been there. Yeah. Um, it's uh it's a pretty fancy fence. It's in a very nice area of town. Um, so it's there's houses around it. There's houses around it. Is there's the houses. Uh, it's freestanding, and there's a a fence. A, 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 there's a, a wall, wall, a garden wall. It's it's fairly large property. The fanciest kind of digs you can get in London. So maybe 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 three hundred feet would be the closest other dwelling. Yeah, that's not going to make a difference. Bullets fly that far. I'm just considering that we might have to do a full on siege of this house, and I worry about neighbors getting shot. I mean, I'm all fine for killing the bad guy, but I don't want innocents to get hurt. Are we at the car yet? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we had any more conversation with the police. Ma'am, I, I want you to, to hear me out on this. Wait, who are you talking to? Everybody in the in the, oh, okay. in the car. You're in the car. Um, I don't think 
oh, how do I put this? A temple is a place of worship, yes? Yes. Theoretically, yeah. All right. And it's representative of um, a higher authority. Yes? Mm-hmm. Here's my concern. What if the temple that is not the temple that's in the British Museum, but the temple that is Britannica? What? Buckingham Palace. Mm. The high priest being the royal family, the higher, the higher authority being the royal family. We look upon them just as, as the Sumerians looked upon their high priests in their temple. In a sense, the Buckingham Palace and, 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 that, and, and the area of the garden party, all that, all that that's, that's, a, that's a temple in, in essence. What's to say that, that the, the, ascend, the ascension of Yehuthras is not going to happen at the garden party because there's your thousand souls, there's your higher authority, all in one place. Well, even if the, even if that does not qualify as a temple, with regards to the particular magic ritual involved, we don't really wish to have the king's soul displaced by Euthyphrus or sacrifice a thousand other souls. Yes. So we have to intervene before that gala. Look, you know what Delgado looks like. Mm-hmm. Why not call Delgado, tell him we're bringing the horn to him, mm-hmm. show up on his doorstep, have a box in our hand, hand him the box, and then everybody pulls guns and fires, point blank range. We just have to make sure we have his friend the pseudo priest along as well. Yes, if we because if we, we simply kill Delgado but don't get the other, then apparently Huthers is just free to choose another host, which frankly yes. could be any of us, and we wouldn't know. How and do yes. we not know that he is the high priest? Delgado might be the high priest, not the um Huthers. Uh, Either way, we have to take them both out and yes. if we contact them ahead what? of time. He'll have his whole underground army there. We need to surprise him and maybe even give him a box. But when he opens it up, it's a couple grenades. Oh, well, yeah. Know. But wait, why would he have his whole, why would he have everybody on alert? We've talked to him about giving him the statue anyway. So, I mean, he doesn't think of us as rivals. We just happen to have the statue that he wants. And we've talked about giving it to him because, um, he discussed Felix, it with Felix, and he yeah, just Felix was going to give it to him. So he's not looking for a fight; he's looking to collect. Point made. Good point. Point. Yeah. Well, it's just I don't know how we make sure that we get both of them at one in one. Yes, and the thing is, we'll only see Delgado. We won't see this other. Yeah, other two men person. left that church intact, and we need to get both of them before Euthyphus yes. moves upward. And probably he's not moving upward from Delgado, who, after all, is a pretty fortunate fellow okay but here's here's the bottom line that 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 can't be ignored we're assuming that everything's going to go down during this garden party if we go and take delgado out even if he's just going to come back into another body at least we've thrown the time frame off so that it won't happen during the garden party we'll have 
postponed his plans. Yeah, I don't know how um, the new host of Euthyphrus would signify its presence to this high priest fellow, this patsy friend of Delgado's. So it would buy us some time. I mean, we can get anywhere we want. We're of a, of a social standing high enough that we can pretty much talk our way into anything we want. But we're going to be really hard-pressed to be toting guns at a garden party. We're not getting guns into that party. It's, no. it's not happening. Well, it's in the public streets, right? No. Or is it all in Buckingham Palace? It's, right. at, it's on the gardens of Buckingham Palace. I wonder if they have the capacity to search that many people. But at any rate, you know, we wouldn't survive the effort. Um, so that means, gentlemen, that we're back to the plan of going to Delgado's house, ringing his doorbell and saying, hi, allow us to gun you down in your foyer. Yes, but if it's only just Delgado and we don't get the other one, it'd be all for naught. Um, what's the name of his friend that he went to the church with? Elfenstone. Elfenstone. Yeah, so that well, could be a, a pseudonym. Yes, I, I agree that it puts us in a position of not actually completing the task. But here's the thing is, if we postpone his little plans for the garden party, when is he next going to get a thousand people lined up for him? gonna have to take out a lot of churches uh, i mean the opening of the temple at the museum might uh, draw substantial crowds um so uh where did felix leave his negotiations we just found that note that he was talking seriously to Delgado about handing it over. We don't know exactly you what You don't the really know because he didn't discuss any of that with you guys. Right. Um, it looked very much like he was going to sneak and give the horn to Delgado. You don't know what his purpose was. Maybe what he say, wanted to murder Delgado as well. Indeed. What say we um, repair to the club, take tea, Call Delgado from the club. That way we don't have to rely on him answering his doorbell and not being at a country house or, you know, somewhere else. Invite him and Elphinstone to the club to pick up the Horn of Alu for a substantial sum. This is kind of a, a, a stretch, but why would we assume that they wouldn't be together anyway. We were talking about going and gunning down Delgado and we would have to get the high priest too. But they're so close to the event, I'm willing to bet that they're not going to be separated very much. I they're going to be in each other's hip pocket. I agree with that. I've already thought about that. Especially if they don't know that we need to get both of them and that they have enemies trying to. Uh, but I'm fine with having them come to the club. They'll be on our turf. We might need to just go to our respective banks, liquidate everything we have, set up a stash of cash somewhere, invite them to the club, kill them, and move to China. I mean... That's a bit of a stretch there. It would think about it. 
we have no, we need to save the king and the world. And if we kill them in the middle of the club, which might be the only opportunity we have, we'd have to get out of Dodge, so to speak. Why would we or, get out of the club? Or they just broke into the they just broke into the club to steal the horn. He's a member. He doesn't have to break in. I, I'm not, yes, but he could break into into the private room. Who's gonna believe it? He's spotless clean. But I'm saying. Well, how about it? How about wait? How about an accident? He breaks in. We're on edge. We don't. It's dark. We don't see him. We we mistake. He fire. He's dead. What makes you think he's gonna break in? No, no we invite him over and say that he did. Hey, either we way, invite I... him over. We invite him over. He winds up dead. When the cops come, there's guns in their hands. Hey, we were going to sell him this horn, and he decided he wanted to take it from us. We had to fire to protect ourselves. Once again, nobody will believe that Delgado is spotless. Right. Be like accusing your grandmother of doing such a thing. That's why I'm saying we just do the deed and get the heck out of England. That's. Honestly, with the with the with the level that we're talking about here, if we go to jail, we go to jail. It Wait will a be minute. worth it. Wait a minute, I have a better idea. Delgado and this Elfinstone, uh, so-called Elfinstone, um, would they not potentially be traveling in a vehicle at some point? Well, yeah. Travel to the party in a vehicle. Well, maybe not just the party, but in in some other capacity along the way, would there be some way we could arrange for an accident with that vehicle, mainly one where a grenade is tossed inside? Well, technically, you could stick a grenade up in the tire well with the pin tied to a piece of string, the string tied to a tree. As they roll forward, it pulls the pin. That's one way of doing it, I suppose. Why don't we give them? Why don't we give them an excuse? Why don't we give them an excuse to leave? We know that the find out that we know that uh, that it's a particular car they're going to leave in. We give them an excuse to leave. They run off, and then boom. Or we could just go to their house, open the door, and shoot at them, and take off in a car. Well, I'm not about this direct confrontation sort of thing. It's caused nothing but trouble. We need to come up with a plan and execute it. We're running out of time. Yes, we have yes. a day or two, but we don't. We we need to do something. Well, how wicked would we be if we missed something and 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 there there was something else going on? And I'm just. We could sit here and talk for a month about this. We just. I know. Need to, I know. And I. I mean, I have a pristine. Job. Job at the museum. I'm doing what I love, but I don't see any of us walking out of this clean after this. But we're protecting, you know, king and country. Yes, but there are others that won't see it that way. No, that's why I'm saying we're screwed either way. We just need to do something. We're gonna be murderers in the eyes of the world. She remember, this. remember, Yaxagoth, eater of worlds. That's what I'm saying. We have no choice but to do what we need to do. But 
Excuse the expression, but we need to shit or get off the pot. Better to live in bedlam than to be dead. Uh, you're, 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 you're mute. I would prefer to be in bedlam than to be in a blasted world under the dominion of an insane deity that frightens even um, our friend Gassan. Uh, but perhaps we should be thinking of redundant plans rather than back, rather than escape plans. So we invite him, we invite them, we are armed. We also have somebody with a grenade for their vehicle once it arrives at the club. Uh, maybe someone on the roof with a, with a third firearm. You know, uh, we don't want a half done job. Right. Um, and whether we manage to escape to Hong Kong, which would be preferable to being hanged, uh, at least we won't live under the dominion of Yog Sothoth, whatever that is, elder thing. Um, and it, it, if nothing else, it, it costs nothing to phone him, see if he answers his phone, see if he wants the horn. He might not even consider the horn important anymore. <laughs> Having already uh, ascended part way. Uh, well, we can find out. For Tom, do we have at least four grenades? Okay, sure. Um, not a very good idea, but might be the only idea at, when it comes down to it. Each of us have a grenade. If we get within distance of him, we stick it in his pocket and run. If we can't run, we grab him and we jump on him with the grenade. We, we're saving the world and the king. We have no choice in this matter. I will do it if it comes to it. I don't expect Audrey to have to do that, but us men, we have no choice. We must defend our king. We must defend our world. That is where I'm going, and nothing will deter me for it, from it. Trust me, I don't want to kill myself, but if it's the only thing to save the world, we have no choice. Fuller is the only party uh, who was present uh, at the time at which Felix offered to surrender the horn. In fact, the only person who was present at the uh, country home where the horn released its deadly phantom. Do you want to be the one to offer the horn to him? Sure. You probably are the most credible. Sure. Here's, here's my thought. Kind of tying in with a bunch, a bunch of things that we've been talking about. How about we arrange for a, a meeting at Felix's house? And there we could, we could pull guns and pull triggers and such. That's true. It's a great deal more private than the club. It wouldn't yes, involve any, any, un, yes, any bystanders. It is. it is. And it keeps it out, uh, out of the innocent bystanders. And on top of that, we have a way to chuck a grenade in the car in case if uh, shooting Mr. Delgado and his associate down does not work. I think that's a, quite reasonable. So, and that would, keep, that would keep us away and may buy us some time to get away. And if anything else, it could, it could be that uh, the uh, whole incident is, is, is pinned upon uh, Felix's uh, uh, former staff. You know, we are men of means. 
we could go drive down to Soho, pick up a little Browery gang, pay them to kill Delgado for us. Hmm. True. Or make an attempt. Yeah, well, actually, I'm looking at them as cannon fodder. Yes, and then when they try to escape, we throw a grenade in their cars. They're passing by. So Either way. How easily you all murder people. <laughs> save the world. Yeah, you kind of put us in a position that this is a patriotic duty. I've put you in no position whatsoever. You put yourselves in this position. <laughs> so, Fuller, are you going to call Delgado and set up the meeting? Let's do yeah. the meeting over at, over, at, over at Felix's. Absolutely. That's spot on. Okay, yeah. And let's not make Delgado. any allusions to the fact that Felix is dead. Because as far as, as, far as Delgado knows, he, he may still be alive. Yes, Felix's death isn't a matter of public record, is it? No. No. Nobody knows um, who that was. Right. Uh, yes, so it can just be a continuation of the agreement that he made. Or intimated. Yeah, just call Delgado, say, hey, uh, we understood you were interested in the statue. Meet us at so-and-so. Mr. Matthews is ready to hand over the horn. Please come to yes. his residence. Yep. Yes. Bring cash. All right. So who's going to call him? I will. All right. Uh, where are you going to call him from? I guess the club. Okay. So Sykes brings you the, the phone. Uh, do you know his number? No, I don't. Sykes probably has his phone number. Well, I was going to say, we should have had it in the messages and the notes. Yeah, probably. All right. You phone him, and the phone rings and rings and rings, but never gets answered. Hmm. I'm glad we discussed that for two and a half hours. <laughs> Uh, at least we didn't show up at his door, bang on it with six guns apiece, and then stand there gawping like fools. Perhaps while he's a, um, a telegram or such to get his attention. Yeah, but you have to be home to receive it. Well, somebody had to be home to receive Doesn't it. Doesn't he have a business? No. No, being wealthy. Business is being wealthy. Does he have a club that he goes to? Yes, oh, that's this <laughs> if he comes, deems himself to come here, he's rather snobbish when he. He is part of some magical group too, I thought, but we'd have a better chance of getting in hell than there. Yes, I think from what I read in the notes, that was sort of his own organization as well, so it might be at his home. No, he and. Uh, Elphinstone are celebrating somewhere. Did we even try and I, it's probably a, suit, a fake name, but did we even try and look up uh, Elphinstone or Elfstone or whatever? Um, do you have a first name? I don't remember. I don't think so. Sorry. 
I have Mr. Elphinstone written down here, so that doesn't seem promising. Oh, he was the one, he approached the um, sculptor. Yes. That's right. That's right. Um, um, yeah, I think you've actually looked in the, the book to see if you could find something and you didn't find it. Right, the peerage, yeah. So, the talk is, clock is ticking toward the garden party. We have no idea where the vessel is, if he's even still intact. <coughs> well, if we can't stop the garden party, we probably shouldn't be there to be one of the thousand souls. We are in a bit of a quandary. We need to find some way of getting the Selfenstone and, and Delgado out to where we can deal with them. How do we do this? Well, there's no telling where Delgado's at. If he's not answering his phone, then we have no way of tracking him, finding out where he's at. Um, That's why I said, let's leave a, a telegram with him and see if he replies. We can send a telegram. We can also, um, uh, his home is not uh, out of walking distance from the club. You know, they're both in this fancy part of town. We could at least go and, what did you say before? Case the joint? Uh, you know, there may be cars present. There may be lights on or off. We might get an idea of uh, where That'd he's be about. a good idea. Yes. Yeah, just because he didn't answer the phone doesn't mean he's not there. And if we are going to attempt an uh, armed assault later, getting a clearer uh, understanding of the property wouldn't hurt either. How far is the front of the house from the gate? Are there, you know, is there a stately elm with uh, branches that point toward his master bedroom? That sort yeah. of thing. So let's go take a look then. Let's. Yes. Tom, you're muted. Yeah. Uh, are you going to walk or, you, or drive? Let's walk. Maybe somebody should follow in the chat in a wagon in case we need to beat a hasty retreat. It would be about a mile's walk from there. Oh, all right. Yes, let's I'll drive. drive. All right. But I'll assume that you're going to be cautious. You're going to park in a place where you could perhaps get out and walk after that. All right. It's a nice day. Uh, it's a little chill in the air, but not too bad. Um, uh, you you park in such a way that you can't see the property, but then you can walk around the corner and walk in that direction and you'll see the property. Uh, as you're going, um, uh, at first everything seems in perfect order, but now the house is a little ways away from the front uh, wall. 
but you notice, well, I'm going to have you all do spot hidden. I failed. I made it. Just a regular success. Regular success also. Okay. Didn't make it. Fuller and Audrey, as you are looking through the gate and you're casually strolling and looking, um, you can see that up on the, the, the landing, the front porch, uh, it's a porch that wraps partly around the, the house. Um, it looks like there is a um, guard, if you will, a gentleman in a suit. Um, he seems to be standing kind of at attention, but he's in an odd spot. It's like he's in the middle of the porch, uh, not really next to the wall, and he's not really facing outward. He's like facing the corner of the house. And about that same time, you notice there's another guard, and this guard is standing out in the garden. And he also seems to almost be pointed in a random, odd direction, not strategic, not what you'd expect. Are they... And they're just standing there. Are they facing... You say they're facing in odd direction. Is it the same odd no. direction? Oh, okay. No. And these fellows are motionless? Yeah. And they're I just mean, wearing dark suits. They're nondescript looking. And they're dark, so they're suits. Um, they're kind of rumpled. Uh-huh. This, uh, so the, the uh, house is enclosed by a brick wall? Uh, all the way around, yeah. It's not and a very it high has, brick wall. And there's wrought iron on the top of it. And it has a gate. Yeah. Um, which is also wrought is, iron. Yes, but the gate is not closed at the moment. Uh -huh. You say that there's you say that their suits are rumpled. Yeah. Are they different kind of suits? Are they not like um, suits like everybody wears? Well, all right. What I'm trying to get at do these look like random people off the street that no. might have gotten possessed as guards? Are they a group of people that he had hired? No, they look like big brutish guys. Oh. Savages people. But they're not doing anything. But when you say they're not moving, are they like a scarecrow not moving? Or are they kind of shifting weight once in a while? You, you can see that they're shifting weight every once in a while. They're, but they're, they're not, in a trance. They're not looking around. You know? they're, they're in a trance. They're a hoodoo. That would be my guess. Um, that's why there are just at odd in, random intervals, you know, not like particularly paying attention with the physical senses. So when we walk up on them, they're going to know that we're there. Um, well, if I, if I um, slip through the open front gate, do they respond? Um, one of them yeah. is sort of looking at you. I mean, he must have seen you come through the gate, but he doesn't respond. 
their hands are also just hanging, you know, to the side. Yeah, I these these uh, lugs might have already had their souls eaten. I'm not sure they're going to bother us. Um, do we want to try the house? I'm sort of leaning out of the fence to ask the fellows this. Let leaning out of the gate. Try the house. If, and if I'm questioned about anything, I could just see I'm um, say that I'm inquiring about Mr. Delgado for for from the club. Uh huh. And uh, I could take it from there, and then I could maybe drop a hint that that uh, Felix was trying to get a hold of him, and maybe get the ball rolling there, and then we could follow that up with a telegram. Yep. All right. Okay. So you're going to go in? Yes, I'm. I'm going to go in and just walk up, walk, walk gently. You know, have a little twitch and stuff, but I'm just kind of acting gentlemanly like. Okay, you're going by yourself. By myself. All right. Do so the guards have, react? <laughs> not at all. Um, not at all. I'm going to go up to to one of them. Good sir, good sir. Hello there. Uh, he sort of turns and looks at you, and he says, uh, "You're not supposed to be here." Oh, I, I do apologize, sir. Um, I'm, I'm my, my name is Isselwyn Munden. I'm I'm a fellow member of the uh, Wentworth Club. Uh, with Mr. Delgado, and we were coming by here, and uh, we were hoping to. Uh, uh, we tried calling him earlier. Is is he available by any chance? You talk a lot. Oh, I I, I tend to be accused of that. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he just sort of looks looks over like this, and just sort of turns and sort of drifts away. Hmm. Am I able to kind of slip around him and him that? Yeah, just walk around okay. him. I'm gonna walk around him. Just, okay. just kind of be sneaky and just gonna kind of not be sneaky, but not be not be obvious. Just kind of look. He doesn't around. seem to care. Okay. Mr. Longton, Mr. Albright, um, we appear to have free admission to the house based on the way things look with Mr. Munden. Shall we? Um, Advance? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we have two targets, after all, as it were. Um, and right. and going going up the lane, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna sort of give the other guard standing in the garden a little bit of a, a look. Is his eyes are unfocused? Yeah, it's just kind of he's. It, it it's odd. There's a sadness to the way they look, um, like the way a person looks when they find out that everybody they've loved has died, and mm -hmm. it's just sort of sunk in, mm -hmm. lost, 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 That's and disinterested. Yeah. All right. All right. So I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, I think we're following Monday into the house. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go inside, but I want to go around and maybe peek in a few windows and stuff. But. Well, okay. Mr. Monday, do a spot hidden for me. Uh, made it. It's a standard success. Um, you go to look in the window and you realize that the front door is cracked open a little bit.
you look in the windows, you can see it's a very nice foyer. And, any uh, more guards inside, or uh, you don't see anybody offhand, no. Is it early evening at this point? I'd say it's probably late afternoon. Mm -hmm. So the house is not evidently lit. No. It doesn't stand out. Mm -hmm. So as you're doing that, uh, Munden, uh, the other three come walking up behind you. Oh, hey. Yes. Sorry. Oh, uh, sorry to startle you. Um, no, no it appears no as though there's no Came objection to our thing. entering. Mm. Um, Maybe. Maybe. Uh, the front door has glass in it? Uh, no, it's a big wooden thing. It's but a it's big the black, black ebony thing with carvings in it. Why, why not one of you go through the back? See if anything's going on at the back, and we, the rest of us, could try the front door. All right, I'll go to the back. I was going to say, I think we're too late. Let's just get in and out before we waste any more time here. We might not. We might. True. I mean, they're they're not offering us any resistance. The door's even open. Yes, and we just saw that, and then we were concerned. We're concerned citizens. He's a fellow member of the Webworth Club. Yes, let's go. Yeah. And the the door does not resist when I step. Put two fingers and slide it open. Nope, it opens mm -hmm. right up. Keeping a sharp eye for anything that might catch it. Yeah, I'm and I'm head and uh, there are sadly no cats lounging on the porch. Uh, nope, no cats. Pity. Um, all right, so I'm I, I'm opening the door wide enough to slip through and um, entering quietly, but not on you know silly tiptoes. Yeah, I'd first, say the. I'd say the basement or the attic. That's where all spooky shit happens. The first thing that you notice that seems obviously odd is there had been a fire in the fireplace, but the fire has gone out and there's just smoke, you know, coming from the fireplace. It's odd that they would let it go out, you know. Um, it's a big place. Uh, so where do you want to go? And it's totally quiet. Totally quiet. Uh, well, I, I, I would know the place better than us. Yeah, I was here before for a party. Um, there's a sitting room and a ballroom. And burr, 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 burr. Uh, he had a. It's five stories high. Damn. Yeah, I mean it's got a, it's there's a lot to it. Um, well. Uh, I wasn't invited to see his special collection, but Reginald was, and I know roughly where it is. I think I'm going to head in that direction. If there's anything mystical happening, it's going to be among his artifacts. Okay. Assuming that I don't run into anyone on the way. Uh, I believe you, th you, you think that the collection was on the second floor. Um, and the place is dim and, and silent. Right. Yeah. Been a good era to see if anybody's still here rustling or see anything move or all right. So Audrey, you're gonna go up the stairs. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna invite Patrick with me. Patrick is going with you. I'm and... staying on the ground floor to to meet up with uh, Fuller in the back. All right. Uh Fuller, you go around to the back and um uh there is a woman 
seems to be dressed like maybe kitchen staff. And um, she's standing in uh, next to a tree right outside the door. And it looks like she was in the midst of maybe hanging some laundry. And the laundry is just there on the ground. And she's next to the tree just sort of staring off into nothing. Just, just like ignore her. Just ignore her. Okay. So you go up to the back door and it is unlocked. Go in, start taking room by room. Okay. You eventually Wait. find Munden out in the front. But we'll okay. Go, we'll go to the others going upstairs. All right. So Patrick and Audrey go upstairs uh, to the first floor. And you start looking around. Uh, you find a couple of guest bedrooms. And you find a, a room with a double door that has some kind of ornate doors. Uh, you can almost guess this is either a den or maybe this is his collection. And as you open up the doors, well, you tell me, do you open up the doors? Are you, are you careful or quiet or whatever? Um, there's a man standing inside and he seems to be, he's got his back to you. He seems to be looking into one of the cases um, in the collection. How is he dressed? Uh, he's, he's tall, he's thin, he's in a black suit. His hair is black and neatly cut. And um, he sort of smells of cigarettes just a little bit. And um, he's not really doing anything. He's just standing there. Uh, he didn't seem to react when you opened the door. And the door made a creaky noise when it opened. Um, his hands are also just at his sides. Does this fit the he's description of Elphinstone? It does, no, it, right? It, it fits uh, Delgado. He's tall. It's Delgado. Oh, yeah. I should. I, Audrey probably saw Delgado before. Yeah, this is the backside of Delgado. This is the backside of Delgado. Um, so he's already been exited. Um, as we're standing there in the double doors with his back. And he's, he's, did you say he was swaying slightly? Yeah, just, you know, sort of, and just like, sort he's, of like he's staring at something. Um, so in a, in a conversational tone of voice, I say, Patrick, I think we're too late. And does he respond at all? Uh, you hear him sort of go, huh. And there's no one else in the room. No. And it's not, there's no sign of, like, there hasn't, nothing's broken. Everything's intact and normal. Yeah, looking pretty much. In the afternoon light. Uh, I, I sort of wave my finger around to Patrick and I start to go around counterclockwise. Okay. To, to get to the front of him. So you, as you move towards the front of him, you can see that he looks rather gaunt, like almost like he's been malnourished. Of course, he was thin before. Um, his eyes are somewhat glazed over, like 
somebody who hadn't slept in a while and uh, do a spot hidden for me. That's a fail. If I tricked you to see anything. A fail also. Really? Yeah. Annoying. You're standing right there. Right. I'll take a bonus die. I'll give you. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I got 46 out of 50. I was. I thought I only had 20 in it for some reason. I was looking at the wrong score. All right, Patrick. As you're standing there, and and, and Audrey makes her move, um, you you can see Delgado's eyes, and just as she moves. He looks at her for a second, and then he, he just goes back to what he was doing, or looking, not at her. I'm going to try Can I look to see where his eyes are laying? Um, well, you think they're looking at something in the case, um, but what's in the case looks like some Egyptian trinket, unimportant little thing. I'm going to go like that to Audrey and point to the case. I'm going to take a step or two back and clap my hands behind his head. All right, so you're going to, like, clap right behind his head? Yeah, but, you know, that would, a little bit of space. That way, if he swings around to grab me, I can move back. Okay. Uh, you make the noise behind his head, and he, he, he startles a little bit, and uh, he slowly turns around, and he looks at you. He's, no, like, he's looking at me. I'm kind of, yeah. He's like, "Who the devil are you? You don't know me." And I'm trying to. Hopefully, Audrey's going around to look at. Should I? Of course. Hmm. Who are you? I'm surprised you don't know me. My name is Aloysius Delgado. Okay. I'm the most important person on earth right now. <laughs> Elaborate on that. Huh. Have you ever heard of Mozart? Of course. Composer Mozart. You've heard his music? Yes, many times. See, people remember Mozart. They remember his music. And for the next thousand years, people will remember Mozart. But eventually, they'll forget him. Eventually, the human race will be gone, and there won't be any people left to remember Mozart, and Mozart will then truly be dead. But I will never die. I am immortal. I will live forever because... I have been the host of a God, and I am forever in his mind, and he will remember me until the stars are gone from the sky. And even then he'll remember me. I am immortal. I'm much better than Mozart. And there's nothing of interest in the case, right? Nothing. Um, having determined that, and with his gaze toward Patrick, I say, and who hosts you, Huthris, now? Whoever he wants. I don't know. 
it was time for him to move on. He plans on, on moving all the way up. Possess the king, maybe, if he can get a hold of him. Where's Elphinstone? Hmm. My friend Elphinstone, what a wonderful man. It's because of him, you know. He's the yeah. one who first told me. He told me that I was the reincarnation of a god. He does automatic writing, you know. He writes. And they contacted him, told him everything. What is his uh, given name, your friend Elphinstone? Edwin. Edwin. Um, I thought that at first he was just a bloody little fortune teller. But uh, he knows his stuff. He seems to have left you in somewhat dire straits, Mr. Delgado. No, he left me blessed. I am blessed of Naboo. I am one of the chosen vessels. I am better than all of the rest of you. I have everything I ever wanted. Immortality I have. I will in his memory, That's you'll be as dead as the rest of us. It's all we ever have is memory. The only thing that lasts is memory, but it doesn't last for human memory. It lasts for God's memory. Well, Mr. Delgado, I pity you. Don't pity me. I am blessed. I am one of the chosen of Naboo. I have seen everything. I've seen all of his plans, everything that he's going to do. When you read the book of the future with him, what does it tell you? It tells me that you're all going to die. That he's going to destroy the world. And he just sort of is staring off into space. Uh, he was he he responded to me, but he was still looking generally in Patrick's direction. He was sort of just looking. He turned around. <laughs> He's looking whichever way his head is sort of facing. Um, he seems to be there and not be there. I'm I'm trying to determine whether I have the strength of will not to push him over. Shouldn't be hard. Uh, but my power is only 35, so <laughs> what's, a, what's a good hand against the breastplate due to him? Cow tipping. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you stop talking to him, he seems to just stop talking to you. Um, he doesn't seem to be a manipulative 
lying uh, person anymore. He says what comes into his mind. I want to wave Audrey out to the hall and be like, maybe we should search the whole place. We'll probably get no resistance here. Maybe we could find a clue to where this Elfenstein or Elfenstone or whomever we're looking for has gone. Well, it's that or try to get him to tell us where Euhuthris has gone. You know, all he said was wherever he wants, but he knows if he was present. Uh, Maybe ask him whose body he's in now, or it's worth a shot. I mean, we have nothing else to go on at this point. Yeah, uh, I'm not afraid of him. If you want to uh, find the fellows and tell them to do a once-over of the place. Yeah, um, just be careful. There case. is a really, really delightful Egyptian knickknack in that case that I'm going to grab, too, because yeah, why well, not? I mean, we're going to need money to go he's, to Hong Kong. So he's not going to miss it. Take whatever we want at this point. It's You know, it looks like it's, I don't know, topaz or something. It's very cute. Sounds like um, Audrey's learned from the best as far as Audrey's rapidly declining ethically. Um, so, uh, do you still call yourself Delgado? Salawashis Delgado. You should remember oh, that name Delgado. for oh. as long as you have a brain to live to remember. If I wished to join you as a vessel of Yehuthris, how can I find his spirit now? You don't find him. He chooses you. Who he did chooses, he choose he to leave you for? Oh, I don't know. Probably Elphinstone told him someone to move into. Someone that can get him into that party. You couldn't, you weren't invited to the garden party? I am not always invited. I wasn't invited this year. So he, probably and that woman. Oh, one of the women you sent to the auction. Oh, no. No, not Mafalda. Mafalda's, uh, no. Delightful woman. Not, not very bright. No, Elphinstone used to hang around with younger woman sometimes but only in the last few days mm. i think she might be a neighbor so you weren't present when the entity left you it just moved on i don't i remember elfinstone handing me the seal and then I woke Was that up. in the church? No. Later. No, the church, that was, that was Naboo. That was Naboo hungry, hungry for souls. Mm. He ate everybody in my house. And he sort of looks around. He says, oh, well, I can hire more staff. So your neighbor, uh, what is her name? Neighbor. Elphinstone's neighbor. Elphinstone's neighbor. 
Edwin Elphinstone has a young lady neighbor. Is she comely? Yes, very pretty. Um, do you mind if I, uh, this little um, topaz gigaw, do you mind if I take that with me? No, I don't care. No. I wonder if you'll ever get around to hiring anyone else. I somehow doubt it. Doesn't matter. The end is coming soon. We can all glory in that. I'll be the only one that's remembered, though. Well, I'm the comely neighbor. What's your name? I don't know. Um, is he is he in town? Your friend Elphinstone. Yes. Uh, where does he live? Two B Gainsford Street, Kentish Town, North London. Well, a uh, townhouse, kind of a dump. Everyone has their own strengths, after all. Uh, you have this magnificent house. Uh, he has his automatic writing and his good friends. Do you think she'll keep him as high priest? He is the high priest. He is the high priest. He's the chosen high priest of Nabu. He is Nabu's guide into our world. He doesn't know our customs yet, but I taught him what I could. I showed him. I showed him the way of our world. Now he knows what I know. He'll do fine. All right. Anything else? I, I think I'm. I think I'm done with this dialogue. I can't believe I got an address out of him there. That's handy. Uh, searching the house. You don't find anything interesting. You obviously tell us what yeah. transpired, right? Yes. Well, Except that he's muted. Yes, I do. In the front lawn before we leave the property. Uh, I want to go talk to him. Really? He's not yeah. going to have anything else to say that he hasn't already said. <laughs> Just ask him simply... Would Elfinstone like the horn of Alu? It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. So, will you guys want to like go to one of the side bedrooms, start a fire, and then we'll be long gone before no. it's noticeable? No. Just call. Let's just call the yard. Have them come here, and they'll take everyone, including Delgado, to Bedlam. This place will be liquidated, and and that'll be the end of that. We don't even need to start a fire. Who knows? Maybe Delgado has a likable nephew. Yes, quite. But I don't think he's going to cause any trouble. No. No fuss, no muss. Let's just call the yard, let them know that something odd's going on, and they'll take care of it from here. A, a likable nephew who then takes over the property and discovers some very strange and disturbing things that lead to an entirely new scenario. <laughs> the sequel. Hence why I was going to burn, but... Uh... 
Well, I mean, two of us are antiquarians, so you're not going to get us to set fire to a house full of antiquities. I'm an antiquarian. Yeah, you're a banana. Yeah, actually, four <laughs> of us. All four of us like old stuff. Nobody's going to mm. burn this house down. All right, I think that's a good spot to stop. And uh, oh, um, why don't why don't we kind of get Delgado's permission to have everything transferred to the British Museum? I was thinking that earlier. So yeah, and then what we don't and you call me bad. Well, no, but that's not, for the pirate. Uh, if he can still sign things, I think he'll hire and sign anything. Yes. The thing is, is that Delgado's state of mind is not one of suggestibility, but rather he just doesn't give a shit. So that's fine. If you said that, he'd say, "No, I'm not going to give my stuff to them. Why?" Okay, you know, I like my things. Let's try. Let's try. Anyway, uh, <laughs> our players included David Gasway, Ford Fitch, Jason Melnichok, and Jerry Bryant, with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave, them, and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of, the game, of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of the Blue role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good gaming. <laughs>